Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. It was back in March. I was looking at my archives over the weekend. It was back in March when the great Dr. John Campbell made one of his first appearances on The Opinion Line. And it was to talk about news from Pfizer that there was a drug in testing and there was a possible possibility of a tablet that you could take that once you had a positive test for COVID-19, you would take this and it was almost certain you would not get sick, you would not end up in hospital and you certainly wouldn't end up in ICU. And Pfizer were working on that back then. And I remember at the time John made a prediction on the show that we would probably hear something more about this before the end of the year. Well, how right he was, because just last week, we learned that it's going so well for Pfizer, they've now stopped testing and they're going to start putting it into production. What's more, did we learn, that part of that production process is going to be happening right here in Cork. And this pill has a massive uh, success rate in pre- preventing the development of serious illness. 89%, in fact, uh, the reduction in the chances of hospitalization or death for adults who are at risk of developing severe disease. It, is, it really is a major development. Professor Paul Moyna is Professor of Immunology at Maynooth and has been with me on the opinion line before. Good morning to you, Professor. Morning, Peter. I saw someone saying over the weekend, Paul, that this is, is it something like the antiviral technology that they use so that people with HIV can live a perfectly normal life? Or did they pick it up wrong? Yeah. No, no, you're right, uh, please. So, so if you look in terms of how HIV, we don't have a vaccine against HIV, uh, but people can live with HIV because of antiviral, anti, what we call antiretroviral uh, drugs. So these are drugs that directly target the virus. Um, and actually, one of the, in terms of the drug that you've just spoken about, but a potential drug from Pfizer, Paxlovid, um, that's actually co-administered with a drug that's also used to treat HIV, a drug called ritonavir. Uh, now, ritonavir itself doesn't do anything to the SARS coronavirus 2, but it's co-administered with this drug, Paxlovid, because it, it tends to reduce the breakdown of the Paxlovid in the body. So it allows the Paxlovid to build up in the body and act for longer uh, time periods. So you're right in the sense that this drug is like some of the drugs that treat HIV in the sense that it directly targets the virus. So it's a little bit different from the vaccine. The vaccine triggers our immune system, mm. whereas this drug directly targets the, the, the virus. Mm. And it, 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 
is it that once you are diagnosed or once you hit, receive a positive test, you, you begin to take this drug and it's so that you don't build up enough of a viral load to make you sick? Or am I oversimplifying yeah, it? No, that's exactly right, PJ. So basically, in order for the virus to replicate, two things have to happen. First of all, the virus consists of two components. It consists of the RNA. We've heard a lot about the RNA because uh, the RNA is how we detect the virus. Um, but also, it has got 29 different proteins. And in order to replicate in the body, the virus has to make those proteins. And initially, the proteins are made as very large proteins. And they have to be processed or chopped in to smaller ones. And that, that is catalyzed by, by um, a protein called the protease. And this drug actually blocks that protease. So it blocks the mm. virus from replicating. Hence so the name protease inhibitor, correct? Protease inhibitor, absolutely. And we really have to get that within three to five days of symptoms. And the trials were actually conducted in people who had confirmed positive case and were symptomatic. And it was given within three or five days. And within that time frame, it's important to get it within that time frame because otherwise the viral load can build up to be very, very high. And then you get into the second phase of the disease. And the second phase of the disease is that inflammatory component that gets down into the lower respiratory system mm. of the lungs. And that's what ends up leading to hospitalization. So if we can stop the virus very early on as part of its uh, life cycle in the body, we can stop that progression. And that's what actually did the results have shown. They've shown that, and this is a trial involving almost 1,900 people, it shows about an 89% protection from hospitalization and deaths. And actually in the trial itself, there were 10 deaths. They were all in the control or placebo group and none in the drug-treated group. So certainly... Uh -huh. If that data, PJ, ends up translating into the real world, I think this would be of enormous benefit and would be yeah. highly impact, impactful in terms of working with the vaccine, not as, a, as, a, as an alternative to the vaccine. I think the vaccines are still really important. That yeah. old adage of prevention is better than cure. Sure. But for those cases, and we're seeing, for example, breakthrough infection cases, you know, this, this drug could be really very, very useful. And, and I, I know we're probably many months away from it. I don't know. Maybe we're not. Is it the case that your GP, for example, would simply write you a prescription to pop down to the chemist and get a box of this stuff and take it for a few days? Or is that oversimplifying it again? No, not really. So this, this is an oral drug. So you can take it uh, orally. And the idea would be that you're going to get this before. It's, it's going to stop you from reaching that hospitalization stage. So you would be getting that from your, from your GP. So the idea would be that you'd need to be confirmed positive with COVID and symptomatic and symptomatic and, and given this within three or five days of symptom onset. So, so that would be the idea. So okay. uh, that's obviously, and especially in terms of low-income countries, uh, you know, this would be really very, very useful. Yeah. There's another drug as well, isn't there, that's been uh, licensed or given the okay across the water in Britain. That's a similar one, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So that's a drug called uh, Molupiravir. So Molupiravir is made by a company called Merck. That was approved last year by the regulatory agency in the UK for use. Uh, a little bit like the Paxlovid, but works by a slightly different uh, mechanism. So again, this directly targets the virus and blocks the virus from replicating. Now, whereas Paxlovid, the drug that we've just spoken about from Pfizer, that is actually a protease inhibitor. This molnupiravir stops the RNA from replicating itself because that's uh -huh. the other thing the virus needs to do. Um, it, it, again, is quite effective, probably not quite as effective as the Paxlovid in the sense that it seems to reduce the risk of hospitalization or death by 50%. But still, that's a very uh, significant number, especially for those patients where maybe the vaccine hasn't worked. Um, so certainly that's also very, very useful. And potentially down the road, PG, you mentioned, for example, some of the HIV drugs. HIV drugs tend to be given as cocktail of drugs, a number yes. of drugs targeting different mechanisms. 
and that tends to reduce the possibility yeah. of drug resistance developing. Yeah. I've spoken, I've spoken to a number of people the over the years about their HIV treatment and one man in particular said to me, he just now this it just takes four tablets at half eight in the morning and he never really yeah. has to worry. Which which is in, yeah, so, in, incredible, you know. So what you're doing there is you're managing you're managing the virus there. So unfortunately, we haven't had the va- vaccine for HIV, but again, it's managed now, and it's managed by yeah. these antiviral drugs uh, that directly target the virus and yeah. prevents the virus from replicating. Is there any danger that a virus would then, like, they can evolve to resist vaccines? Can they inv- evolve to resist these things? They can, yeah. That's a distinct possibility, uh, and and for that reason, so when you could imagine a drug and maybe the virus mutating so that its protease is a little bit different that maybe the drug no longer works. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, you know, there would be advantage in terms of maybe a cocktail of drugs that target different uh, parts of the virus. So, for example, Paxlovid that targets the protease, this molupiravir that targets the replication of the RNA. Now, it would be very, very unlikely for a virus to be able to mutate so that it's resistant to both of them at the same time. I got you. So even if, even if one of them works the virus doesn't get a chance to replicate. So there'll be less likelihood of resistant forms developing. And for that reason, that's why the the drugs tend to work very well with HIV as well, that combination therapy or cocktail of drugs. I suppose I should point out, even though it might be painfully obvious, that the treatment for HIV is lifelong. This would only be for maybe, what, a fortnight? Yeah, so what what you're doing here is you're, you're... so as part of the life cycle, when you get the initial uh, SARS coronavirus 2, for the first few days, it tends to stay in the upper respiratory system. So you have your typical symptoms and mild symptoms like cough and maybe slight sort of sniffles. And But then it develops into the later phase where it goes down into the lower respiratory system and the lungs and it develops sort of inflammation. But what you're doing here is you're stopping the virus from replicating and getting into that advanced stage where it causes the disease. And what it also does is it, it, gives, it gives the immune system a helping hand. So it stops the virus from replicating and stops it from getting really a foothold in the body. And at the same time, your immune system is also working. Yes. So the immune system is gaining and generating immunity and immunological memory against the virus. So from, from that point of view, yes, it would be a short treatment, probably for maybe five to seven days. Yeah. To follow this out, actually, as far as 28 days post-treatment. Yeah. Um, so, but but again, the treatment wouldn't be that long. It would likely be maybe five to seven days. Two two more questions for you, Paul, if you if you, if you wouldn't mind. No one of those drugs that you mentioned, the one licensed in the UK, that targets the the RNA element of the virus. I suppose it will have been tested that that can't affect our RNA. Yeah. So 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 the, this is an interesting one. So the molupiravir, the building blocks. So the RNA is made up of four building blocks. And the molupiravir looks like one of those building blocks and it actually tricks the virus so that when it's replicating the RNA, it puts one of the the molupiravir in instead of one of the normal building blocks. And it sort of makes just basic junk RNA. Now, there has been some commentary in terms of we also use those same building blocks to make our own RNA. So would there be a possibility that there would be some maybe what we would call mutagenic potential in these drugs. Yeah, like have they tested okay. for the effect on human human RNA? Well, so so yeah, so far it doesn't it hasn't shown any mutagenic uh, potential at all the the molupiravir. And again, the last couple of days we some commentary in terms of maybe the Paxlovid and the protease inhibitors uh, would be better because you would envisage that they wouldn't have any even mutagenic uh, potential. So that's something obviously to be looking at to be looking at in yeah. terms of long-term treatments and especially in terms of post-licensing as we go out to you know, use of this in yeah. millions of people. Sometimes with the trials, 
PG, you know, we're looking at thousands of people. If there are rare side effects associated with the drug, sometimes they only become apparent post-licensing. And that's why there's really very strong post-licensing surveillance yeah. to try yeah. to pick up any rare side effects. Yeah, and there's a lot of protease inhibitor stuff around for the last few years. So that kind of seems yeah. to be much, even a, a much safer way to go. Yeah. I don't know if you can address this one finally, Professor, but I did read in uh, two of the Sunday newspapers about an, an actual Irish trial now of a drug they've been shouting about from the rooftops in some sectors, ivermectin. We're sceptical yeah. about ivermectin, but now they're testing it. What's your own feeling? Yeah, looking at the data, PJ, I I haven't seen any strong data suggested it's actually works. So this is a drug that's actually used to treat. It's an antiparasitic drug. You know, it has been trialed in various uh, centres. So uh, I haven't seen, in terms of the literature, in terms of any data that is out there, I haven't seen any data to suggest that it actually is effective in terms of randomised controlled trials. I haven't seen anything out there suggesting that it is effective. Yeah, that seems to be the case. All right, listen, thank you for being with us. Professor Paul Moyne, he's Professor of Immunology at Banuth University. Lads, isn't science the business like? Quartz 96 FM Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.